Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, livestock friends, to this episode of Before the Bid, and we go to western Kansas for this session, and uh, we are going to talk to a guy that has had a pioneer seed business for 17 years, a guy that uh, he's been around the show cattle for a long time and uh, done very well with that, and they've gotten a lot of success in the pigs, and so we're going to talk about that a bit, and uh, he has a sale on October 26th, and it is on SC Online Sales, and so uh, we're going to go, as I said, to western Kansas, and we're going to talk to a guy that told me the other day that they have had six inches of rain since the first of the year. So a guy that's really battling some of those things and a guy that's active on Facebook and has a lot of Facebook followers, and we're going to talk about that a bit here. But uh, again, from western Kansas with me on the podcast this time, we have Val Reese. And Val, ah, man, how are you dealing with six inches of rain since the first of the year? Well, it's kind of been hard, you know. We owe the grass. We kind of gave the cows a little bit of corn pretty well all through the breeding season. We give all of them a couple pounds of ground corn every day just to make sure they had enough in- energy. Mm-hmm. And then we had to pull off grass before the 1st of September. And, you know, luckily for our farm, my son Dakota's got some irrigated ground. So we he was he's he's moved that to alfalfa. So I've got some hay, and we're buying hay right now. We're moving cows around. There was a lot of failed dryland row crops are really low yielding. So we're we're right now we're fencing corn stalks, and we can get about eighty. We've got 140 cows out on stalks, and they go through 80 acres about in a week's time, and then we have to move to some more dryland ones. So it's it's kind of caused a lot of work, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, luckily we have the irrigation, those that, so we have a decent feed source. They're, those that were just dependent on dry land and their grass and growing their hay, they're kind of struggling. But at the same time, the drought, it's real, it's real stout here, but you go 45 miles to the east and it looks like almost a garden over there. It's just <laughs> It's kind of the very edge of western Kansas, and then eastern Colorado is very dry. Right. So we're kind of in a just in a bad hole. Now, eastern Colorado, most of it's kind of cruddy right now. I guess that's probably makes that pioneer seed business just a, a little bit challenging right now with those guys uh, harvesting not a whole lot of corn and uh, getting them ready to, to purchase some more for next year. Yeah, for our dry land customers, it's been kind of a tough year. You know, in truth, most of them's income is coming a lot from crop insurance on the dry land, though. We've got customer, uh, some customers that are just exceptional farmers, and there's been some yields that were just about unbelievable. We 
and and a lot of the dryland corn was maybe a little better than one would have expected with this much rain mm -hmm. because last year we had good moisture and so there was subsoil moisture down below that the corn was able to dry out or the and milo as well and kind of live some more in wallace county in greeley county the other place where I sell seed south of us, their yields got pretty poor. And you, then we do have some customers that have done some continuous row crop. I know that's what I did on my little bit of farm ground. And that wasn't a very good thing if you didn't have that stored <laughs> subsoil moisture at all. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. So uh, uh, just more more battling, but uh, that's what we do, right? Yep. That's the, If you live in western Kansas, you know, it's pretty sparse you know our 30 mile by 30 mile county we've got about 1450 people in it and 1449 of them's pretty tough <laughs> well that's good yeah that's good so uh yeah well val uh we've we've talked a time or two here and and getting ready for this podcast and and man it it sounds like you've been around this show cattle thing uh for for quite a while and uh, if you would, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history uh, of uh, your herd and, and coming up through the uh, the cattle world and some of the family things that uh, that you guys have. Okie doke. Well, yeah, our farm was actually started. My grandfather moved to Weskin and bought gra some ground in 1929. And he actually, he built his own garage during the summer. And then he lived in it his first winter while he built his house. Oh, wow. You know, and, and it was kind of, I guess it was kind of a snowy, blizzardy winter. Of course, I wasn't around, but he got through it and, you know, built the house. And then my father and mother, my dad was a school teacher as well as he did the farm with grandpa. And then I uh, graduated high school in 1984, went to Fort Hayes State and graduated in 1989. And I, I got lucky enough while I was there to, get introduced to a tremendous cattleman named Dwayne Jeffrey, who was our livestock judging coach. And Dwayne's probably the best somewhat unknown show cattle person in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, he's raised and he, he got me, he told me we were ra running registered Herefords at the time. And Dwayne says, why don't you breed four or five of your worst cows to Sugar Ray? Just see what happened. Cause you know, Sugar Ray was the dominant bull and the, late 80s early 90s you know mm -hmm. and then those first two sugar a steers kind of got me hooked and you know and dad and mom went along and then you know when dad passed away i kind of went forward with the cow herd and we had a pretty large club calf following at one time we'd sell about 50 to 60 show cattle a year my mom's still alive she lives out the farm i actually live in town so my oldest son dakota lives out at the farm in the house my grandpa built mm -hmm. and i have three children my oldest son dakota k all three of my kids actually graduated from k-state uh dakota was on the livestock judging team both at hutchinson and at k-state and his best finish was he got third at uh fort worth in senior college mm -hmm. but i think he had like six or seven top 10 maybe he had a nice run oh wow good a nice job at k-state and he actually lives out the farm and he he met a girl when he was judging at k-state that was judging at butler her name was kinsey selkie mm -hmm. uh, the selkies in india indiana do a real nice job of showing cattle and i think kinsey won indiana state fair showmanship 
maybe twice in cattle, mm-hmm. you know. And so they're married, live out the farm, and they've got two little boys, a three-year-old and a two-year-old, and they're they're a blast. Their grandpa and grandma love them to pieces. <laughs> <you know? laughs> right. I yeah. know it's kind of fun. We look at some of them because Dakota and Kenzie think they're going to be sh- into the Herefords when they show. And, you know, Dakota would be at, like on this Hereford steer we're going to look at later. Dakota, Saturday we were video and says, you know, Dad, if the boys were old enough, it'd be awful hard to sell them. I just looked at him and said, no, if the boys were old enough, he would not be for sale, son. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Grandpa, I mean, Dad's going to be plenty competitive, but Grandpa's going to be worse, I'm afraid. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then uh, my middle son, Garrett, he actually, he judged at Butler County for Chris Mullenix, and they had a very strong team. Mm-hmm. Then, but his major was a grotty. He plays some, but then his major was agronomy. When he went to K-State, he just concentrated on his studies. And he's currently, he works for a drought technology company called Phytech, where they put, he's the state agronomist and sales manager for Phytech, where they put a plant sensors on the individual corn plant. Oh, wow. And it tells you the level of drought stress the fields uh undergoing and he helps you manage in your water you know mm-hmm. and so he lives back by manhattan and he he actually married a gal by the name of kylie neighbor and kylie grew up showing too she'd won our state fair in sheep and i think she'd actually had a breed champion or maybe at the american royal too so i mean you know both my sons married uh ladies who showed real successfully and that I think I'm really lucky, right. you know. And then my youngest daughter just graduated from K State last year. Her name's Chloe, and her and her fiance Dallas they live in Manhattan too. And she's in her first year of teaching fourth grade, oh, as wow. well as she's an assistant volleyball coach this year, which follows the family tradition. As my father was a coach, I've coached a lot and currently coach still. And now Chloe's coaching, so I like that a lot. And then, you know, my my wife Donna, she's actually my second wife. We got married when the boys were eight and five, and she has a son Dustin that lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and, and a grandson named Isaac. Well, that's great. And you know, we do uh, a lot of the, you know, all the kids grew up showing. You know, we showed a lot, and we did a lot. You know, all the kids did their work. I know. There was one time out at Denver, you know, probably the best year as the family we showed. Dakota was 14, you know, and he clipped it himself for the Denver Prospect Show, and we won a class. Oh, wow. Like class eight. So it was kind of where there's some heat, you know. Uh-huh. He clipped it himself, and then the fitters was him, his 11-year-old brother, and our 13-year-old or 12-year-old neighbor girl. Oh, they wow. did all the gluing and stuff, and they had the calf looking good enough to win his class, you know, so. Right. I mean, and, you know, that's kind of, we always did all our own work ourselves, and we, uh, and I, I say that, we occasionally had some help clipping, because, you know, we also like to win. Right. You know, <laughs> there's some people that's just tremendous with the clippers, you know, so we did have some help at times, too, but we, showing was always a family project, you know. We had a couple other families right here from Weskin that would go showing with us, and us and the McKinney families just 
we hauled a lot together and just had a grand time, you know. Mm-hmm. And right now we're a, like I run the seed business and I've got 140 head of cows and I farm oh, about 500 acres of dryland farm ground to do test plots on those sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then my son Dakota, he farms the family's irrigated ground. So he's got three circles as well as he's got about 60 sows and probably 70 to 80 nanny goats. He's just starting into the goat project. Oh, he's starting in starting in fairly big, right, with 70 to 80 <laughs> of those. He, he didn't just kind of dabble, did he? Yeah, well, he had like 20 kids, kid out last year, 25, and he just found some more. So he's he's going to try to get after that. And, you know, it just, there's a certain level if you're going to, go out and check them you just well have some a baby out there when you check you know? <laughs> right right yeah don't don't waste your time getting out of the house in the middle of the night right yeah yeah and we we ran you know we we uh i sold we had a big dispersal of our cow herd in 2007 mm-hmm. we were going pretty strong till then and i could see that this the seed business that you talked about was gonna either take off or not i i had to figure out where i needed to go in life and uh we had in the winter of 2006 over new year's eve we in 2007 right new year's eve new year's day we had a three-day 39 inch blizzard oh my gosh and the snow just sat here there all year and we just uh we worked our butts off all winter and you know the boys were in high school then I, or maybe they were I think I take that back I think Dakota was a sophomore and Garrett was an eighth grader and I just did a horrible job on my seed business all winter because all I did was take care of cows and right. when they weren't doing sports they were helping me and I I gave some thought to what happened if that you know luckily at that time I've got some really strong seed competitors now which are good friends but they do a very good job of working in the seed business just as like I try to mm-hmm. and back then I really didn't but I could I knew that if I ever if someone came about that I'd have trouble keeping my business together if we had another winter like that and I couldn't really figure a good way to sell part of them so we just sold them all mm-hmm. yeah and so and then when Dakota graduated college and moved back to the farm we kind of started up again and we were partners but uh and i'd been we'd been doing the pigs together and he'd been doing the cattle we just we uh ended up realigning some things this past fall and he took the pigs over kind of as his and i took the cattle over as mine which has worked i mean he loves the pigs more than i do and he's he's really really sharp at them Mm -hmm. and i i love the cattle and i i do think i see them fairly well so that it's 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 been a real nice move and i think both are cattle and hogs has improved because of what we've done yeah and you guys uh you go to your your facebook page and kind of leads us into this next uh next bit here you go to the facebook page and man you guys are cutting a swath with the pig thing yeah we've had a nice little run over the past five six years you know last year our biggest win is we had the champion chester at san antonio you know we really we really get into those texas and texas majors you know because it's a you go to a texas major hog show it's unreal mm-hmm. the kind of hogs it takes just to manage to get into a top 10 in a class you know but we had the champion chester in 2000 
not uh 20 San Antone, you know. We also we won rodeo Austin in 2016 and had the reserve spot barrow at San Antone that same year in 2015 we had the champion Poland at the Houston livestock show which that was awfully cool you know because you win a breed at Houston that's a kind of a big deal especially for someone like us right we've had the champion spot at our state fair a couple years in a row and in 2017, our good friends from Wright and Wallace County, the Larson family, they ended up getting fourth overall at our state fair with a spot gill. You know, it isn't very often you see a spot right. uh, place, you know, in the overall. And that year we did that there. And we also placed, I think it was fifth overall or sixth, somewhere in there at Michigan overall with a spot barra, oh, wow. you know, so we got, had two spots placed in the overalls, you know, and that was kind of fun. And, you know, codes all, we've also raised some AI boars. The spot bore mouth off was third in the nation in sire points a couple of years ago. And we raised him mm-hmm. as well as the spot bore bar fight. And then we, we'd raised a boar that ended up at SGI for quite a while called PFG and PFG was kind of pretty popular as a crossbred boar nationwide. So, you know, we've had a lot of pig success lately. You know, I, I, we, I had my sows and Code had his, you know, but in, and I, I could breed hogs and, you know, just kind of because there's certain principles when you're raising livestock, if you follow them, you know, you're going to be okay at it. Right. But Dakota, Dakota had a, a lot better gift for looking at babies and understanding how they were growing up, going to grow up and how to feed them. And I know, Oh, my daughter, Chloe, her last show, she got third overall at the Kansas junior livestock show. Last time any of my kids went into a ring. So it was a good day. Right. You know, but that pig was so sorry. I told him, <laughs> I said, I can't believe feeding that thing, Dakota. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. And I know Kinsey went in the show barn once and said, Dakota, get that sorry thing out of this barn. He's terrible. You know? And but Dakota said, No, he's fine. We'll be fine. You know, and sure enough, he, he turned out really good. You know, he's he saw it and and well on PFG too, he told me to keep him and grow him out of boar. And I said, Hey, that's a skinny little thing. I ain't keeping him. That's stupid. You know? <laughs> and so Matt McKinley in Texas did it and he bought him, kept him aboard, sold him to SGI, had a lot of win and show pigs out of it. In fact, I think we spent four times as much on PFG semen than we sold him for. That's how smart we are. <laughs> right. Or how smart I am, because Dakota told me to do it and I didn't. Uh-huh. So, but he he and you know, this year he's he's put this fall, he's put three pigs in boar studs already, so he's had a good run this fall. Oh, wow, that's great. You know, he does a nice job of raising hogs. So, sometimes it's nice to be wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Well, I, I know my mother and I were having a discussion, and I told her one day, I said, you know the last time I picked out a baby pig? She said, I don't know, how long, a week ago? I said, no, four years. I said, I have quit. <laughs> Because I have someone in my family who's better at it. Right. And I trust him. So he pretty well, you know, if someone calls me, because I do a lot, I dealt a lot with the customers on the pigs. But, you know, I tell them I'm going to have Dakota pick you on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, because, you know, that's what we do a lot on our show pigs. And I think that kind of shows our whole operation. 
I would say half of our hogs leave the farm without someone ever seeing them. Uh huh. You know, that it's just they call us and say, "Hey, well, how's your pigs look?" You know, and they they'll tell us this is what we want. I want, and we'll kind of figure out if we got it and tell them what we think because it's we're kind of blunt, I guess I'd say. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> I know we had some people here from Oklahoma. Uh, and Dakota had a couple pins. He had written some notes on each of the pins before he left, and he called one pin pin number two bad, and then pin three was really bad. You know, and I don't like it is the people. They're like, yeah, and you know, we kind of, you know, if you if you want to come for a lot of fluff and to be told how everything's perfect, we're a disaster. <laughs> You know, we're going right. to tell you what all's wrong with them and everything. But, you know, the reality is winning a show takes understanding your animal and accentuating what's good and hiding what's bad. And uh, you guys probably uh, learned some of that and, and got that passion because you guys have been around this club calf thing for, for quite a while and, and had quite a bit of, of success in that as well. Yeah, back in the day, I mean, and I, I kind of, you know, I hate to, I hate to sound like one of them people in the progressive commercials. You know, who sound you know like your parents. You know, mm-hmm. and, and talking about back in the day, but I do. You know, we we've won quite a bit in the show steer deal. You know, we we I know kind of the funnest one, our best, maybe our funnest steer ever. Sure, our highest selling steer. He was reserve at the Michigan State Fair, which back then too. Ah. Uh, for Ryan Schmoes and uh, Michigan State Fair is on Eight Mile Road in Detroit, <laughs> and when you're from Weston, Kansas, man, Eight Mile Road in Detroit is kind of, uh, it's pretty stout for a kid from Weston to be, <laughs> or man, or whatever you want to say it. Right. You know, and I know we've we had another steer we called Spot that he was. The Grand at the Oklahoma Beef Expo and Reserve at Lawton. We've had the Reserve Grand Market Steers at both the Maine and Charlotte Junior Nationals. Oh, wow. We had a heifer we called Feed Sack because she was all a shorthorn heifer. She was all white. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you seen her laying out in the grass when you're little, you thought that it was just a feed sack. She's so dang white. And she ended up being the champion overall heifer at the pennsylvania farm show a few years ago mm-hmm. you know and we've we've had several breed champions at the indiana state fair we've had a reserve main at san antone we we we'd actually won quite a bit you know back before we dispersed our cattle but you know and we're kind of we've got in it slow and you know lately like in 2018 we had the reserve market steer at the Charlay nationals as well as having the reserve com- Charlay composite heifer at the ohio state fair and you know we've won some local shows this and that but spent some time building our cow herd and you know it's kind of i feel like a little bit like i'm kind of the recipient of someone else's work because dakota's put the work in when we realigned things last year he really had built a nice set of cows that were kind of ready to go get them mm-hmm. you know and all i all i have to do is kind of stick the semen in them right now so you know he he built a nice set of cows and it's 
I think it really shows in our offering this year. And as we go forward, it's just going to get better and better. Right. We we do have some, I mean, we've got some, some high quality calves to talk about here and had that success in the past. And, and now again, getting back into it and, and you say Dakota kind of got you going. What, what is some of those current, some of your current herd breedings and, and things like that? What are you guys, what are you guys going for? Well, we, uh, we always, back in the day, we, I always kept a lot of British breeds in my cows, mm-hmm. and I won't have any, we don't really, we never really kept hardly any club calf type of genetics in the cows, because first of all, when it's so dang dry here, you know, if we turn the wound up type bred cow out, she's going to starve and starve her calf, you mm-hmm. know, and never get bred. So we've got to keep our cows really kind of easy flesh in, really functional cows. Right. And I think that actually most of our success back when we were raising steers was showing fat steers instead of prospects. Because I think, you know, just because of the soundness and function added, function we put in our cattle, they do make a lot better big cattle than they do freaky prospects mm-hmm. because because our cows we can't have freaky cows right and, you know he went out and he bought a just an exceptional uh wizard son the popular wizard bull from griswolds mm-hmm. he bought an exceptional bull from dave caffey about four years ago called magic dreams he's a black baldy wizard son and dave's first cow sale or bull sale i think dakota spent like 97.50 on him but he's very very good and he's starting to really put a a set of females in our program you know we have some we have some steers in the sale out of magic dreams but his real mark is the heifers that he's leaving us i think the oldest of those are 2017 models because we kind of take our time with cows raising club calves those first couple three you know we don't want to put the stress of them because a lot of the club calf bulls can have a little bit of added birth weight Mm -hmm. you know and they don't milk quite as well so we we like to breed for the first couple years on something more maternal maybe get a heifer out of them keep the birth weight down but the magic dreams cattle i know several of them got bred to either in god we trust or uh another bull next year and i i think we're gonna have they're gonna really start leaving their mark on our cow herd mm-hmm. another bull that he bought he bought a bel air son from a barbers we've got in actually brett barber was an ffa teacher that his most of our pig success in texas has been won by people in dumas where barbara was an ffa teacher mm-hmm. and so then we started doing our cattle which barbara herford barbara ranch has got as good a herfords as there are in the country right and dakota's got a really nice bel air son from them his number's 135 he's a bel air out of abigail and abigail is the mother of aventus and copper 124 y you know two of their leading aventus one denver and uh, you know, it was National Show Bull of the Year. Mm-hmm. And uh, our bull, 135, showed in their reserve champion carload at Denver they had a couple years ago. And he was a flush brother to a bull Barber's kept that was named Snacks that a lot of people would have seen on Facebook because Snacks was sn- stolen from Barber's for a couple weeks this summer. <laughs> 
And so the video was running around Facebook. A lot of different people seen it. They'd had those snacks in a pasture. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I don't, no explanation. Brett just said that snacks showed up back in the pasture one day. <laughs> what a what a good way to promote your bull and get him back at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think whoever stole him probably didn't know that they probably thought they were stealing a three. $2,500 sale barn bull didn't realize that they were stealing a $100,000 top of the line registered bull. And when they figured it out, they figured they weren't going to take that risk and snuck him back, I suppose. Who knows? But those bulls and, you know, plus we do a lot of AI, you mm-hmm. know. So, Who, Who's uh, some of your heavier AI use? Well, most of the calves this year were out in God We Trust, and he worked real good uh as well as uh we've got some out of black power play the lotner bull mm-hmm. and then next year you know our two leading bulls are going to be in god we trust and here i am we're also going to have some win in doubts some no guts no glories and then some uh burning mans the red bull away rogers that's what we used on our purebred charlays mm-hmm. the Monopoly Charlet always worked real well, but you kind of risk that rat tail getting those. And so with using a red Monopoly sun, we should take that out of the equation. Well, those ought to be really cool. I'm looking forward to the here I am's because I think we've got some cows that'll work really well on them. And like you said, in God we trust did a heck of a job at our house last year. You know, just We've got some really tremendous in God we trust kids. Some we're really happy about. And, you know, I know I was just bored the other day. I ran through the American Royal, you know, and they had 12 class winners or second in classes. So there would have been 24 total calves that was pictured on the pulse, you know, Sullivan's. Mm-hmm. 14 of them were either here I am's or in God we trust. Right. You know, so they're, those two bulls are kind of dominating and, I'm glad that's what we're going to have more of than any. And then on the Hereford side, we're, we AI'd to a bull called 4030 of Barbers. We had, oh, 4030, we ended up, we bought as a pair in Barbers a cow by the name of Chloe and her heifer calf by 4030. And it ended up then we sold the heifer calf to Shacker or Kobe Shacker and Dumas. And she ended up, she was Supreme pulled heifer at, odessa in her first show and down in texas odessa is a big deal mm-hmm. and she got like second or third in class at junior nationals and she kind of they were gunning her for fort worth and then she slept her calf so they didn't get to show her oh. you know but that that's a really good one out of 40 30 so we're hoping to get a few more of them really nice ones plus we put in some embryos out of jensen's contender bull you know one of Garrett's, two of Garrett's best friends at college was Brady and Cody Jensen, mm-hmm. you know, so we kind of got an insider with those two, and the contender bull's really good. So hopefully we'll have some nice contenders and 4030s running around the, for the Herefords next year, as well as our calves out of Bel Air 135. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds uh, sounds like you're you're working really hard to, to get what's, what's current and, and what's good, and and uh showing showing some success with that yeah if you know it's just it's a lot more fun uh when you like them i Mm -hmm. know 
Dakota's baldy steer when we showed him. I, I, we got offered after we won our class at Denver. We ended up pricing him. We didn't really want to. I was, and we priced him stupid high because we didn't want to sell him. You know, and it ended up we got 84 cents a pound for him when Dakota was done showing. <laughs> but I don't know the amount of enjoyment I got from standing at the fence after Cody turned him out, you know, 30 minutes before dark, turned him out of the fan room. But I'll bet you I spent a couple hours a week just standing at the fence admiring him. Right. And I don't know how much money that's worth, but it's dang sure worth something. Right. And, but, you know, I don't, maybe if we had sold that steer, maybe Dakota wouldn't have wanted to come back to the farm quite as much. And so maybe I wouldn't get to see that three and two year old every day. And I can guarantee you, what we passed up for the steer ain't near or <laughs> not seeing them little boys every day for me and grandma. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, there you know it's you, you know it's one of the things because we bought the steer to sell to show. You know that was actually one we bought for my cousin Bryce. He was raising some, and you know, and he had a. It was funny because Bryce said he said Val, I think I got one of them good ones like yours. <laughs> said, what do you mean? Said, well, you know how yours look. I'm like, okay. And Bryce runs like 400 head of cows. Oh, wow. All Herford Angus crosses. And then, and that was like the second year of heat wave. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, this stupid, crappy looking Herford Angus with a cancer eye that was wild runs out of a pack. And there's this baldy steer behind her. And I, my eyes, my jaw just about drops, and Dakota, he hits me on the leg right beside me. And I'm like, Bryce, what's that one out there? He says, oh, that was that one I was telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> and so we ended up, I know, we, we just caught back from Hereford, or Shorthorn Nationals. Dakota had a very good steer at Shorthorn Nationals. Kind of, he got second to the reserve grand, but we kind of, yeah, we could have been higher, but oh well. Uh, but anyways, and it was going to be Dakota's last steer, and I just went over to Bryce, and I said, Bryce, we'd really like to show that one. <laughs> and he said, you know, and off, they offered him a price that was lower than he probably could have got, but was higher than he'd ever got for one, and he was nice enough to sell him to us, mm -hmm. you know. And it it was fun, because when Dakota took uh, – Bud was probably in the stoutest class ever at our state fair when we really tried to get him going. Because that year, another one of Bryce's uh, was reserve division at Ohio for Hyatt Frobos. Mm -hmm. And he was reserve division to the Grand. So Hyatt actually got in the ring with this cap of Bryce's for reserve Grand at the Ohio State Fair. Cool. And yet, our steer would thump on that one of Hyatt's, you know. <laughs> so we were kind of all wound up and it was it was really fun because we had a big group from Wallace County that did steers together. Our county fair's really special because it's fairly competitive, but yet everybody gets along. We don't have the county fair wars like so many other county fairs have. Mm -hmm. And we had like 25 people go, you know, the four and a half hour trip to Hutch just to watch Dakota Show Bud that day. Oh wow. That's and great. Fun. And then we didn't get we didn't get done what we were hoping, but we got beat by some dang good ones, I'll say that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well that sounds that sounds really neat. Good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just we showed 
the the kids and I, we we enjoyed our showing a lot, you know. And I know back when they were little, every day, or then they got older too. Every day, you know, we go out and look at baby calves and you evaluate them daily. You know, when they got it was during calving, it was like Christmas because every day we go, they get home from school and they say, "What do we have today, Dad?" And so we go in, bring the cows in close because we didn't like to leave them in a very big area at night for coyotes. Mm-hmm. We'd bring them in and we'd evaluate every newborn calf and, you know, not always, we didn't always get it right, but it was sure fun. And I think, you know, that's, you know, both boys, I, probably pretty lucky because both boys placed in the top five in a national livestock judging cl- contest as 4 Hers. Mm-hmm. Dakota placed fourth at Denver and Garrett placed fifth at the American Royal, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not too many dads can say that, I don't think, but that's, they they'd grown up evaluating cattle from the time they were four or five years old. Mm-hmm. I know one time, oh, I was gone somewhere, and Gerald Buck showed up to look at calves. And Garrett, I think, and Dakota was gone too. And Garrett was either five or six. And Garrett took Gerald out <laughs> to show him the calves, you know. Uh huh. Well, by God. Gare got the name of that. I called him afterwards. I got home. I said, well, Gerald went all He said, I think your boy kind of covered it. <laughs> and so, sure enough, I went through the tags, and Gerald, every one of them that I thought Gerald needed to see, Garrett showed him and told him all the genetics just right. Oh, wow. So, I mean, the boys, you know, there was, there was, I remember, oh, I think they were about 10 and 8, you know, and, oh, Dakota's first good steer was a shorthorn. We actually got him from Mark Copas. And, you know, it was the, and, you know, the boys just sitting on the couch talking to Mark, you know, because we just stay at his house because we were too cheap to get a motel, you know, and sitting there talking with Mark and talking cattle. That was always fun. And plus, though, it was, you know, growing up as they did, it was kind of good because they kind of, we they learned to understand the difference between working and fun right because i know oh we'd stayed all night with mark and oh early november and you know we get up and they're just like and you know they just love mark to death and then we got got went to denver and they were all wound about hanging out with mark you know and i kind of told them you know i said now boys when we get to denver mark's like working you know (laughs) a lot of people that aren't in the show don't understand that you know, you get to the show, a lot of people, that's their job. Mm-hmm. And there's hanging out, and then there's working. And, you know, I kind of they kind of learned to understand, you know, like at Denver that year that Mark was working. And you, you don't really bother somebody. And Mark said hi and was nice enough. But, you know, we didn't hang out and goof around and everything like we'd done at his house because when he's at Denver, he's working. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they learned the real appreciation back in the day because we'd have you know on an average year mark would be through bob may would be through matt lautner would spend a couple nights at our house a year you know uh wyatt baker was out here all the time we had nick ryman stay one night at the house i mean we had kind of the most most of the hitters would go through west kansas to look at calves back in the day mm-hmm. and you know the boys got to know all of them people when they were you know grade school and high school and it was it's really good for them because they then they also understood you know kind of watching you know some of the best people in the world 
you know, they didn't really tell you they were any good at anything. They're pretty humble, right. you know, and then, then the ones that weren't quite as good would tell you <laughs> about how good they were. Luckily, you know, the boys kind of figured that out that sometimes the best things kind of keep your mouth shut. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Well, Val, uh, we got. I, I want to get to another little story session here uh, uh, after uh, after bit, but uh, we better talk some of these calves that you guys have got here on this uh, sale on SC Sale, and and again, the sale is going to be on October twenty sixth, and and you guys are going to sell right around twenty lots of cattle. Yep. And uh, we've got a couple of them that we're gonna. Uh, that we're going to talk to, going to tell them about, and and uh, have on the the podcast video and things, and uh, then we've got a special one that we need to fit in here somewhere that that we didn't talk about beforehand, but uh, we need to fit her in in as oh, well. Yeah. But but uh, let's let's start in if you would, and and uh, kind of tell us what lot and and maybe what tag number you've got there, mm-hmm. and. Okay. And I've got these videos brought up, and I've been through these videos, and man, what a set of, what a set of cattle and set of steers, and and uh, I'm I'm really excited for you about this, and, and I'm excited to hear about what they are. All I've got is videos. I don't have any pedigrees or anything like that, so uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to hear about them. Okay. Well, the first one we we're going to talk about is lot nine, and it's tag zero twenty. He's an in God we trust. And his mom is a cow Dakota bot. She's uh, sired by a three-quarter Simmental bull and out of an Irish whiskey times Angus cow. <laughs> and this steer, uh, it's kind of funny. Oh, I had back surgery this year. Mm-hmm. And we had an it- Italian exchange student named Tommy that lived with us. And Tommy named 020 the beast when he was two weeks old. <laughs> it's, it, it, and when you get one that's truly good you don't have to know anything about it Mm -hmm. you know when you're sorting a bunch of oh a little better than ordinary ones it really helps to have some skill but when one's truly good you know the beast the beast is just incredible in the fact that he will probably be the thickest and the soundest steer at every show he goes to as you can see man he is just Got a ton of muscle, a great rib, yet he moves like a dream. Again, <laughs> one of our neighbors in May, he's a farmer, and he, he dro- I, oh, we stopped, we were visiting on the road, and he said, hey, he says, I don't know much about show steers, but you got a really good white one this year, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> he says, I saw this calf out on the, in the pasture when I drove by, and he said, he's white as a truck already. Is he good? I said, yeah, he's good. You know, and that's the beast. Being out of In God We Trust, I mean, and I think, you know, his mom has got enough stoutness and the bone and added the foot to him. We just, and uh, I I hope, you know, it's really hard to raise one as good as the beast. Mm -hmm. It just is, you know, and I hope when my grandkids are a little older, we get a show one like that, you know, because in your lifetime, you know, it takes a whole bunch of cattle to get one of those usually. Right. And we, we think he's very good. You know, he'll, he probably needs to be fed a little bit slower, you know, because if you could maybe tote him out, if you just pour the coals to him, Mm -hmm. but he's a good heavy steer right now. He grows like a son of a gun. 
you know, he could, he'll grow on air, mm-hmm. you know, so he won't be, but I think if he's, if he's managed to where he could show in September or October as a 1360 pounder, that's probably what his best, uh, feature is. And, you know, you can see on the video, just a very nice steer. Again, if you feed him too hard, you might kind of shorten that front a little bit, you know, but Mm-hmm. especially if you like to go jackpotting because he eats like a dream. So you'll be able to haul him every week and it'll actually be good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's lot nine tag zero twenty in God. We trust steer. What a smoky, smoky steer, white steer. And, and boy, you're right, man. Cause <laughs> you guys, you guys haven't had enough grass to be able to hide anything on these cattle on these videos. And Man, this guy, you're you're right. He is so stout, and man, he reaches so well, fills that track. Uh, I, I, he's the one I was so anxious to hear about, cause, uh, or one of them, because he's he's flat good. He's he's been like I said, Tommy. He had I don't think he'd ever actually touched a cow in real life before he got here, and he was throwing calves to tag with me and all of that. He he actually just fell in love with the cattle. It was so fun, but. Anyways, we had to have a 15-minute discussion after we worked calves because we uh, didn't castrate two or three of them. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to know why. You know, and I said, well, they have the genetics and stuff that we want to reproduce in our herd. Well, if that's the case, then why did we castrate the beast? Because isn't that what you want them to look like? It's like, well, yes, but, you know, and it was funny because he just – he just, even though he'd never been around a cow, I kind of told him what a show steer was supposed to look like. And then when the beast was born, within two weeks, he knew that was the one. He knew it, you yeah. Know? Well, that's awesome. Yeah, you can't you can't miss him. Yeah. You can't miss he, him. He's he's pretty good, you know. We, you know, and we're hoping, you know, he goes to a good home. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in truth, people win shit. People win livestock shows that livestock don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's got to get, he's got to go to a good home that feeds him well. And that's what our hope is, you know, and if he does where I'll just say this, you know, like I told you, I went to eight mile road to watch that steer show in Michigan. <laughs> right. I'll when it, wherever the beast is, when his <laughs> destination show is, I will be there. That's yeah. just how life is going to be, you know. That sounds great. Good, good customer service as well. So, well, I won't do anything. I'm just going to watch. Oh, <laughs> I can't clip squat, you know? Yeah. They don't, well, even Dakota, when I, wow, when he was like 12, he took over the clippers and I'm not allowed to touch the clippers. Mm-hmm. I know on the, his baldy that he clipped one his class with at Denver. I'd watched Wyatt Baker at Louisville that year fit the steer that ended up winning and clip his belly for like three hours. And I thought I'd learned something. And Dakota and I about got in a fight because I wanted to clip an area two <laughs> and a half inches wide under the belly on his steer, and he wasn't going to even let me have the clippers for that. You know? <laughs> and then I did it. It actually looked okay. And uh, it was funny because Garrett says, yep, Code, we can let Dad touch your belly just as long as we don't let him near the top or butt. <laughs> Fine, Garrett. Yeah, so, yeah, whenever I go to the show, I'll just be there for moral support. Yeah. I'm not helping anything. Okay. I'll just get in the way. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. Well, that's good. Yeah, I got another smoky steer here, the, the Lot 7 Tag 18. Yeah, 18's another in God we trust. You know, he's one. 
he's your prettier steer. Very, very smooth made. Again, he moves he moves very well. You know, we've had a couple people think that he might be better than the beast long term. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's sure I know we're making I'm kind of a power steer person and we're making steers a lot prettier, you know, and, and, and he might, you know, he, you just never know. He might end up being that way. He's, he's awful good too. His mom's a little main Angus. Again, he's one that needs to be shown in September or October, you know, possibly yeah, October would probably be pretty ideal for that calf, but he's, he's a awfully smooth made, pretty calf, beautiful neck, very square out his hip. And the video doesn't show, but, you know, he's got a good chunk of muscle too, plenty enough. I don't think he'll lose any show because of a lack of muscle. Yeah, he's a he's a stout good one. Yeah, he, he'll be great hair. He actually has, of any of the steers in the sale, he probably has the best workable hair, not necessarily the mo most hair, We'll get to that one next, but his his hair is just beautiful, workable. It was laying exactly the right way, the quickest, and it's you know just to go out. When I go out in the morning, he'll look like he's kind of been blowed out first thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the hair just he and he he moves good. He's he's not oh he's got just a tick of attitude, not not bad at all, and that may actually help him. Because the beast, scared of getting a good picture of the beast, because it's hard to rile him up at all, mm -hmm. you know. And when when you're trying to picture him, you kind of need their heads up in the air, and they need to be just a little riled up. Mm -hmm. And and I think the 18 steer might just have that perfect attitude to where he'll be just alert enough when you get him in a ring that he may look really nice. But mm -hmm. that's that's an awfully good steer too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you say the next one is is the most hairy steer the lot the lot six tag 17 yeah yeah we call that one simba and uh -huh. you know if like you can look right above his hawk and see all that hair they left right above there going into his hip you know he is he is freaky haired but yet he's a pretty good steer in his own right big boned uh he's got a nice top in him he's got a little bit of that in god we trust chest well, sometimes he'll throw a little more chest than ideal, and you can kind of see it on this one. But yet, you know, tons of In God We Trust win shows, and they all, a lot of them have that chest. So it's not, it's dang sure not a show killer, but it's less than, it's not a perfect thing, I guess. But man, someone who likes to, and he's, he's dog gentle, kind of almost to being a nuisance on how tame he is. And so somebody that, you know, if you've got a kid that wants to learn to clip, because he'll always have so much hair <laughs> that mm -hmm. you'll you he'll you and it's kind of it's a different hair. It's a little bit coarse, but he should feed. He should be hairy every day of his life. Again, one that you know you can maybe. I he he's not the most aggressive at the bunk. If 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 he fed really good, we've had a couple in God we trust make you know 1300 by the first of august and if he fed really good maybe he could do that but i think he's better off again with that september october time frame i think that's when this one could be really good mm -hmm. good yeah he uh he sure looks like a whole lot of fun to to work on
Yeah, you wouldn't believe the amount of hair that was laying at the chute. I didn't. Uh, of course, I don't clip them. Dakota can actually clip very well, as can Garrett. But Garrett had his work, and Dakota was busy harvesting. So our two clippers this year, we had Shane Hammond came up. Shane actually started work for me right out of high school. And, oh, it was kind of funny. Shane wanted to learn how to clip, and so he ended up his his clipping internship was he got to spend a week down at Mark Copas's getting ready for Lawton, you wow. know, back in the day when Lawton. And, yeah, I don't know, back 25 years ago, if you could have asked for a better clipping internship than that. Right. 20, 20 years ago, I guess, because Pee Wee's 39. And he's so he's been about because Shane came up here a week after he graduated high school and started working. That was when we had lots of cows and I was farming quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And and he spent a week with Mark. And and then our other clipper was came from down by Wilburton, Oklahoma. And then he actually helps Dwayne Jeffrey a lot. His name was Trent Kitchell. And Trent, they Shane and Trent both did a real nice job of getting the calves ready. And you know, they're a lot to do with why they look nice in all these films mm -hmm. yeah they look uh they look super look yeah. super thank you we got some got the smoky steers out of the way we go to a black steer here the lot uh lot one uh the 005 yeah he's now he's not he's a black power play and he kind of more fits that prettier type that you know we seem to maybe be going to and his his mother's a great example of what our program is She's actually sired by a Hereford bull, a bull we'd gotten from Coyote Ridge Ranch and out of a Maine semi-Angus cross, actually an Irish whiskey, Maine semi-cow. And, you know, that little bit of Hereford puts that rib in him, keeps him sound. And this calf, he's going to be a really nice 1st August, 1,340-pound, 50-pound fat steer. Big rib moves like a dream, has some hip to him, you know, strides out really well. He's got a nice, clean front. He's got great hair. It lays perfectly. And just that blaze face, he's going to look awfully sharp someday. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to be a real easy feeder. And he's got a really nice attitude. Other, than, I'm about ready to whip him right now because whenever I feed, oh, he's, he's just – rubbing his head on my back before I get the first bag done. I'm about ready to beat his butt right now. You know, he, he just, he's going to be one a kid really enjoys because he's just going to be sniffing on you all the time. I know this morning, oh, I was watching him all before I fed hay, and he come up and started licking my hand, you know. Mm -hmm. And and so he, he'd be one that'd be awful fun to feed because he's going to have great hair. He's going to be good looking. He's going to grow like a dream, you know, just an awful nice steer to take and feed. And, you know, I'd see his best end point as a county. You know, we have a lot of our county fairs are in late July, 1st of August, mm -hmm. and I'd see his end point being there be great. Though, if a person wants to try to hold him to a September show, it can probably be done as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Another, Excuse me. Uh... No, you're fine. Another another high quality steer. I guess I should tell him that uh, uh, we tried to do this the other day, and uh, you had the flu. So I I really appreciate you uh, being able to come on here, and and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll excuse you, no problem. So yeah, and we did. Oh, uh, my daughter-in-law, 
oh, the grandkids were sick a little bit, and she was, and she's a school teacher. She teaches FFA, but we did get, she did get COVID tested today, so we are negative. (laughs) (laughs) Good. We assume we are, so that's, you know, COVID, oh, I'm a county commissioner too, and, you know, COVID's just thrown the whole, as I'm sure everybody knows, has thrown the whole world kind of into an uproar, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it is something we need to take seriously, and you know, the past three, four days, I've been trying to avoid people that I wasn't around just in case. Very understandable. Yeah, we got, uh, where do we go next? We go lot eight, uh, 0019's tier. Yes, and he's a man amongst boys. He is a uh, full brother to a high, our high seller from two years ago. And I, this is just your basic meat and potatoes fat steer. Real good in all ways. He's got a ton of power down his top and into that lower stifle. He moves real well. I mean, he's just a pretty good. You'll see his one thing, he had horns, and he fought the uh, dehorning real hard at the vets, you know, because we have the horn calves. We like to have surgical dehorn, mm-hmm. you know, the makes the head look right and see you know they don't ever develop in little scurs or anything you know we want our customers not to have to deal with something like that but Mm -hmm. this is going to be a really nice easy feeding good solid type of a calf another one that has a great attitude uh he'd be nice and ready he'd sure be an easy 1350 on the first of august but he's one that could be showed a little later if you desire to you know Mm -hmm. his and his mom's one kind of funny dakota and i were discussing she's been a pretty consistent hitter and oh we have we were kind of discussing the idea of if we were going to do show steer embryos and stuff and you know she's had a good calf every year but man we'd be embarrassed by how ugly his mother is to take her to the embryo place (laughs) she never dreamed she'd have any good ones but this is like her fourth one in a row that's been good Uh you know so (laughs) and i you know that just that's why you kind of need, if you're going to raise show steers, you need a decent number of cows because you can never tell until they start having babies if they're going to have good ones or not. But this cow does. and this I like this one probably as good as anyone she's had. Again, he is lot eight, tag 019, a man amongst boys steer. Yeah. We'll go uh, We're going Hertford style here on the next one. We got uh, lot 17, and he's tag 0062. Yeah, and this is actually a heifer. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, she's a May, May I think May two, May three. I'd have to look exactly, but right after the first of May, out of our Bel Air one thirty five bull, and her her mom actually came from Barber Ranch as well, and she is a cow called Victor Victoria. We bought it her just their dispersal, and we think this one has a lot of promise as a Hereford show heifer. She was kind of, I know, oh, uh, you know, we, we, we deal a lot with barbers and Kobe Shacker. And I know couple, one of the first times we were down to Shacker's, we saw these heifers from barbers he had. And it's like, God, they ain't worth a dang, you know, they're skinny and, ah, you know, and ended up one of them won the Denver Stock Show, <laughs> you know. And the, the Herefords, you want to keep them. And unfortunately, oh, uh, we had a heifer then one of, we we bought a really nice Hereford heifer to show and her, 
Dakota told his dad to keep it real skinny and I let it get too fat, you know. So you got to be careful on them Herford heifers. You got to keep them trimmed to keep their front end trim and whatever. And this is one that had a lot of nice pieces when she was little, you know, big bone, long neck, nice flank in her, a big barrel rib. But, you know, we weren't really sure if she was going to fit together. But then as we've kind of got her weaned, and got her clipped, you know, all those parts do fit together with a little fat because, you know, she's, she's, especially with the dry grass and everything, she's added quite a bit of weight, you know, now you, a person probably doesn't want her to be any fatter right now for mm -hmm. a while, but we think this one as a May heifer could, you know, maybe do some things in the Hereford shows. She's, she's sure bred enough, well enough with her dad and the barber cow behind her to maybe, uh, light some people up and that length of neck and big barrel rib could sure help her do some things right right high quality one uh absolutely agree with you yeah we've got a another uh herford another herford here for lot 13 tag 042 yeah and she's out of the bel air sun as well and her mother is actually a coyote ridge cow uh goes back to trust Mm -hmm. And her mom's just a good-looking, freaky, long-necked, really cool-necked, big-ribbed cow. And it kind of shows in the calf. And uh, then uh, the bull kind of added some functionality, maybe a little shot more bone. And we like this one real well, you know. Maybe not quite the extreme length of neck as 062 has, but maybe a nicer rib, you know. Again she'd be an April heifer instead of a May, mm -hmm. but either of these Hereford heifers, I know, again, Dakota and I kind of discussed that on this one. Dakota said, you know, dad, if Cree was old enough show, this would kind of be hard to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, we'd have to discuss it, you know, because it's a double-edged sword. That's why when we, when the kids were little, we showed hogs. That's how we actually got started in the hogs mm -hmm. was, we showed hogs instead of cattle because I didn't want to show against my customers. Right. You know? And then the first year we actually took steers serious. I think code was a sixth grader and we, we had a good one from Mark and we had short horn cause we didn't have a real good short horn. That way we weren't showing against our crossbreds and we won our short horns at state fair, you know, and it, I was just wound cause this has a big deal. You know, and as soon as we got done with it, the boys were like, hey, can we go over to the pig barn now? <laughs> like, we just won the short horns of state fair. But that's the being over in the pig barn. That's where they got their show friends at and everything. Right. And so that's kind of how we ended up in the hogs was they just when they were little and we were showing them hogs hard. That's that's how it developed. But the 040, I guess I got off the point. The 042 heifer, a very nice, solid heifer, makes someone a really nice project. Yeah, a good one. Another good one. The lot 14 is what we're going to finish up with. Um, what we're going to yeah, finish up with talking about. He's a steer. He's a steer. He's out of a our Bel Air son, and uh, he's out of a Cal 2124, a shock and awe daughter for. Uh, from barbers that they that was actually I spent quite a bit on her at their uh, dispersal a couple of year cow dispersal a couple of years ago and uh, she actually had a full sister win 
uh, Fort Worth, I believe it was, that cow did, and they had flushed this calf's mother. And uh, I bought her just because I thought she was probably had the most hip of any cow at the whole dispersal. And this this steer's a little behind because I left the nuts in him. I was kind of thinking he might make a better bull because we'd like to start selling a few bulls too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wasn't real framey. And it's funny, I kind of have a preference towards moderate frame stout cattle. But a lot of your commercial buyers kind of like want, like big cattle, mm-hmm. you know, which you sell them by the pound. And I decided that this one would make a good enough steer, so we castrated and made him a steer. And so he's a little bit behind, but you can tell just got a great hip in him, a long, clean neck, good bone, really good footed. I think this one could be a real player in the registered Hereford shows. Yeah, and look at the rib in that sucker. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's skinny, and his hair hadn't come because you know when when one's still a bull, they don't grow near the hair as when they're a steer. But you know, like when he stops and lifts his head in the air at the end of this video, I don't know where your video is really at now. You can kind of see what he looked like set up, mm-hmm. and man, that's a really nice look he gives you when he does that. Right, looks super good. Yeah. We talked the other night about uh, a special heifer that you guys are going to have on this sale, and and uh, so I want you to, to kind of tell that story a little here and, and tell us about this special heifer lot. Yeah, we've got a heifer, 007. She's an In God We Trust, and her mom was uh, is a Carpe Diem heat wave cow that actually came from Dwayne Jeffrey. But we're going to sell her. And 100% of the uh, auction price is going to go to a a friend of mine's Jeff Wilson Scholarship Fund. Jeff was a county agent. See, I was a county agent for five years Mm -hmm. down in Greeley County, the county south of here. And Jeff, after he graduated college, got account the job at Hamilton County, the county adjacent to that, my last year or two as a county agent. So Jeff and I worked together for a couple of years and developed to be great friends. And he uh he was a county agent in Hamilton County for about twenty years, judged a lot of county fairs around the area, and he also ran some cows. And I would say he bought ten or eleven heifers from me back when we were going strong and he bought a couple bulls from me and I sold a steer for him once because he had a really good short horn colored heat wave that we got 10 grand for his pancreas and liver failed him in January and he passed away at 49 kind of unexpectedly you know and it was he was a very good friend we talk a couple nights a week I called him a big, ugly ogre, and he called me a little garden gnome because he's like <laughs> six four and I'm five seven, if that. You know what I mean? Yep. And so just, but he, they, his family started a scholarship fund, and just, uh, I know I didn't get to go to Jeff's funeral because it was right when I had back surgery this winter, and I just, I can't, I never envisioned that I'd have a life where I wouldn't go to the funeral of such a good friend like that and honor him. So uh, I guess what I'm hoping to do is by selling this heifer in his name, we're going to honor Jeff now and let the whole world know how proud I was to be his friend. Uh, and and we got lucky. Show circuit 
Dave Stoltz agreed that the show circuit would sell her without any commission or any of that. So, you know, which was very nice of them. And so whatever that heifer brings, every dime of that's going to go to the Jeff Wilson Memorial Scholarship Fund. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah, and then I guess that's going to go to a, a high school student, a livestock student, a... Uh, I don't know exactly. Jeff was the county agent in Hamilton County for mm-hmm. about 20 years, and then he moved to Stanton County, which was right south of there, and he was in Stanton, Stanton County for four or five years. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if the... Scott, you know, I guess actually since I'm doing it, I should have checked this out, but I wasn't <laughs> thinking that hard. Right. I don't know if it's the scholarships can just go to Hamilton and Stanton County 4-Hers or whether they can go to Southwest Kansas because Jeff was very active in promoting the livestock projects in all of Southwest Kansas. And I know you had mentioned, see that Shane Hammond, the clipper I said who'd worked for me or whatever, Jeff was his county agent too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he had a lot of, uh, he, he had a lot of very high opinions of Jeff, so we actually did a fitting demonstration and did Facebook Live Thursday, mm-hmm. and they clipped Jet, Shane and Trent clipped that benefit heifer as a fitting demonstration, and it's on our Reese Livestock Facebook page, so if anybody wants to see that, that's the heifers on there. And of course, and, and Shane and Trent did a really nice job of fitting her in front of the camera or, you know, clipping her, rough Mm -hmm. clipping her, and telling what they were doing, and, you know, because Jeff, Jeff was, you know, he's an extension agent for 25, 27 years, so he was all about education, so hopefully, you know, Shane wanted to do something to honor Jeff's memory as well, so we did the Facebook Live thing, and so if you, you do clip cattle or want to know a little bit more, that's still, just go to our Reese Livestock Facebook page, and Shane and Trent will kind of give you the rough idea on how to clip one, though, you know, truthfully on clipping, it's a lot more about <laughs> how well you hold your hand than knowing what to do. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I watched a little bit of that and that's a, that's a neat, uh, neat video. No, well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, Shane and Trent did a nice, nice job. And like I said, Jeff was Shane's County agent. I think Jeff probably came when Shane was about a seventh grader and they had no clue on how to show cattle. <laughs> And I'm sorry, Hammond family, if you're hearing me, but it's true. And Jeff's kind of taught them some, and they got really good at it, mm-hmm. you know. Probably, truthfully, they got a lot better when Shane was done, and his sister Michelle was showing them. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's what's fun now. Like, Shane's nephew, Ryan, he shows our pigs and just does a great job. And Ryan, his mom mate let him skip school Thursday. Hope we don't get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> So, he was sick. He was yeah, sick. Yeah, he was sick. Uh-huh. But anyways, and he he washed calves with me for two days. And, you know, Shane's family like is like our extended family. You know, we just love their whole family to pieces. Uh, and, you know, Jeff, we did, Jeff was a very good county agent and worked hard on the livestock projects with the kids. And he, he just loved going to shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen him, I know, back, oh, like at State Fair or whatever. I'd tell some people about it and they weren't really, they didn't know who Jeff Wilson was. Then I pulled up his picture. Oh, okay. That's who, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Cause the dumb head, he, he always wore a stupid Hawaiian shirt to the pigs. <laughs> idiot. 
You know, and, oh, we used to have discussions when we were showing pigs when we got back over to the pig barn. You know, we had these teams, and there was there was three or four teams, but the Jeff was the head of one of the teams, mm-hmm. Team Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, and we didn't want to be on Team Jeff. <laughs> there were kind of three teams. The people from Southwest Kansas will know what I'm talking about. You know, mm-hmm. and we were as our the Reese's were proud to be a member of Team Todd. Yeah. But all the anyone who wore that stupid Hawaiian shirt was on Team Jeff. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Yeah, he was he was a really good. He has three children, Austin, Garrett, and Reagan, and they all showed really well. You know, they won some breeds in the hogs at State Fair. His kids did, you know, and he had several. He had like Zach McCracken was one of his four H'ers, and Zach and his sister both one grand in either state fair or Wichita with hogs and Zach went on to a very, very successful judging career at Fort state Fort ha- or at K state, you know, and mm-hmm. he had a lot of kids. Jeff, Jeff mentored a lot of kids in showing livestock and judging and those sort of things, you know, and he just, he's, he was what a good County agent supposed to kind of be like in right. my mind, right? you know, even and and he and plus he was just a very good personal friend Mm -hmm. and so this was our good way to honor him and and luckily i have my 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 wife donna's so awesome because i come up with this idea and i said dear you know i'm thinking maybe on that good uh butterscotch heifer because the heifer is like a real cool kind of butterscotch color with a white face Mm -hmm. i said what if we donate half of the sale of her to Jeff's scholarship fund and Donna says well what are you going to do with the other half of the money I said well I don't know why she says we don't really need it do we I said well <laughs> I guess not not really I mean you know I said not I mean not that we're not rich loaded rich but right. we're not going to starve because we donated the whole heifer instead of half and you know how lucky are you when your wife wants to do that right. for your friend Right, you know? right. Very lucky. Yeah, very I, lucky. I don't know why she married me. That's a, <laughs> as neither does a lot of other people too. But she did it, you know. And she can't go once you do it, you can't go back. So, right. Well, that's great. And and uh, she's a nice effort. Yeah, go to the Reese Livestock uh, Facebook page. See that she's a she's a nice, high quality female. And and what a great thing you're doing for for your friend Jeff and and for that scholarship program. So well, and you know that's. You know, it'll hopefully some kids will, you know, pay kind of paying it forward. I went to college off of mainly my uh, a couple scholarships and then a lot of my 4-H savings, as did my boys. We managed to get both of them out of college with total of 7,500 debt was all. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's kind of almost unheard of nowadays. Right. Yeah. You know, but they had livestock savings and whatever. And they, you know, and, and then hopefully, you know someone else will go to college off this scholarship or a few kids will, right? you know, and they'll have the chance to maybe do something nice someday. A great opportunity for them. So, yeah, I think Jeff was just, even though he, he looked like a big old ogre, you know, had this giant head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we used to, the, I know I, it's kind of funny, you know, I've, I've been, I send his kids pictures of text between the two of us. Uh-huh. You know, I know I texted him during football last year because the 49ers had a running back named Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I do fantasy football. 
And Jeff Wilson went off for like two touchdowns. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, I didn't know you had all of these abilities. Yeah. I didn't say anything about the football game or whatever, but evidently he was paying attention because he's like, yes, I'm a man of many talents scoring two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. You know, so it was kind of fun because, you know, you kind of tried to – we'd text back and forth and do the jokes. I know his son Garrett was texting me, you know, about the benefit, and he said, you know, how much he enjoyed because all of a sudden his dad had just started laughing at night, mm-hmm. you know, and, and his Melissa would ask him, Jeff, what are you laughing at? Oh, that stupid Val sent me this text, <laughs> you know. And Donna Donna had to hear the same thing here when that stupid Jeff would send me a text. Yeah. You know, at eight forty-five, nine o'clock at night seemed to be the preferred time. Yeah. So just a really good man. Did a did so much for so many kids that you know, we just and and not like I mean my friend Alan Emler, who was he, he actually donated a pig to Jeff's scholarship this spring. So it's not like I'm the first one even. Mm-hmm. I just kinda copied Alan's idea actually. Right. But it was a it was actually out of the guilt that one of Jeff's or that Jeff's daughter Reagan had showed. Oh wow! And so Alan donated the best pig out of her that pig's litter to the scholarship fund. So there's a whole group of us that just are really proud that we knew Jeff and going to try to make it a scholarship that does some good, mm-hmm. helps some kids get college and do some nice things, and maybe one of those kids will go out and really change the world in some way. Right. Right, well, that's great, and giving them great opportunities. And, again, you can find that heifer. You can find these other cattle that, that we're talking about on the uh, Reese Livestock Sale on uh, SC Online Sales, October 26th. And uh, so, Val, uh, man, I appreciate it. appreciate all the stories. But we got one story that you told me the other night that we got to tell before we get off of here. Uh, if you would, tell me this Porky story. Okay. Well, back in the day, long time ago, when – you know, some of my first club calf cattle, when I decided I wanted to get out into it pretty good, I went up and bought 10 head from Jim Panel up at the Panel Ranch in Wyoming. And those of you, I don't know how many people remember that name or whatever, but Panel Ranch was strong. And uh, Jim, every year before AI, he'd fly back to Wisconsin. He'd get in a rental car with Bob May. And they go looking at cat, you know, Bob is mid-May, and Bob would go on a trip buying calves, you know, and I knew Jim pretty well. I mean, I about, you know, I was a no, we were a nobody in the show world. And I remember I was at work one day, and I come back, and I got this voicemail or on our answering machine at the house. I got a message from Bob May saying he was wanting to come look at calves and i didn't get home till like eight that night and i bet you my head hit the dang ceiling because that was the great bobby may wanting to come look at my calves right you know but it ended up he was with jim and they were kind of they would wind their way home but anyways they go on this big trip and one year it was jim had this bull in his tank and he says hey i got this main bull and he showed me this polaroid picture of him and he says man i think you really ought to try him he makes some good females and he said, I said, what's his name? Well, I don't know for sure. I'm calling him Porky right now. <laughs> I said, well, that's a heck of a name. I said, I tell you what. I said, I'll buy five straws. It's like, I don't want to mess with dividing five straws out of a cane. I'll just sell you 10 for the price of five. I said, okay. 
So it ended up I paid seven dollars and fifty cents for this bull called Porky, oh, wow. which actually a couple weeks later, by then Bob had bought in after he got to Wyoming, and uh, Jim's neighbor Russell bought in, and they renamed him Draft Pick. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what the Draft Pick semen <laughs> is going for now, but I'm pretty sure if I'd have bought a whole tank of that seven dollar and fifty cent Draft Pick I got off of Jim to start with, it would have been. I bet you, I could donate two or three to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, draft pick did a big deal, and you know we back in our original herd, we had a lot of draft pick in it, you know, because mm-hmm. the draft pick females out of Angus cows were just something. And I know that's one time we go up to Donna actually let me for our honeymoon. We went up to Panel Ranch and floated the Belfouche River and golfed, and I actually bought a bull for a draft pick son from him. Mm-hmm. Which, what kind of wife would let her husband do that? I don't. <laughs> but that trip, it was pretty cool because I saw we went over to Vandevort uh, Seaman Stud, and I got to see Draft Pick and Meyer Seven Thirty Four on the same day. Oh wow! You know, and wow. you, you go back and club calf cows because you know, in God's honest truth, raising show steers. It's the people with the better cow that raise the better steers because mm-hmm. everybody uses the same bulls mm-hmm. pretty well, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, 14 of the 24 class or second-in-class winners at American Royal were either here-I-ams or in-God-we-trust, Right. you know. Right. And so if my here-I-ams and in-God-we-trust are going to be better than everybody else's, which that's why you do it for, mm-hmm. is to raise your stock to be better than everybody else's. I've got to have better cows to do that with. And so we do concentrate a lot on our maternal genetics. And, you know, back many years ago, draft pick and Meyer 734 was about as good as you could ask for. We have a bread. I'm going to also sell some bread heifers in December. Okay. And we'll have a Meyer 734 direct daughter in that. Oh, wow. It's a. Our judging team, my old college livestock judging team that Dwayne Jeffrey was the coach, I judged actually at Fort Hayes State and then was the assistant coach before I left. But uh, Dwayne donated some Meyer 734 embryos. Mm-hmm. So my five, the five members of my judging team went together and bought them. Oh, wow. Now we're uh, putting together and I'm selling. Oh, we have enough cows and it's dry enough. Originally, I was going to sell some of my bred heifers, but I'm going to sell every bred heifer I have that isn't a Hereford. Other than I'll probably, the Meyer 734 heifer will be in the sale, and I'm quite sure I'll be an active bidder. <laughs> because I've got to pay the other four for or two, so you've got to be in the sale. Right. But just know, I ain't running you up. I'm planning to keep her and kick somebody's butt with her. Yeah, yeah. But she'll also, at a certain price, she'll leave too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, that sounds great. So, uh, Val, uh, man, I appreciate it and, and appreciate you all the fun hearing all the stories and, and the history and, 
and things like that and and enjoy looking at these really good cattle and and again want to want to get you guys to to go to reese livestock facebook page and and see a lot of things on there uh sc uh, online sales there go down to october 26th and and see the uh, reese livestock uh, see their sale and and uh, they'll have those videos up and and uh, we've got the ones on the podcast video if you're just listening and you want to see those why go to the podcast video on our youtube page and again val it's it's been great great meeting you great talking with you uh and i sure have i sure have appreciated it and and appreciate uh hearing hearing all the stories and things so well, thank you, Andy. It's been fun, and you know we try to we try to present everything honestly. So you know, don't hesitate for people out there if they want to call, ask about any of the cattle, or you know, you ask Dakota about hogs or whatever. You know, I'm pretty sure when when I die, I don't want one of my strikes against me saying you told some 12 year old kid that that steer was better than he was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. right. So we always try to present things pretty honestly and just say it like we see it you know right well that's great that's great it makes great livestock friends and and uh, uh great people to buy livestock off of well thank you very much for your time i appreciate getting to do this well i appreciate it very much val and again uh sc online sales october 26th reese livestock and uh, we want to thank you for listening to another edition of before the bid podcast Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on before the bid.